Oh god damn kittens. Give me a moment <laughs> to deal with this noisy ass toy. Shall we read a poem? and all and welcome to shall we read a poem i'm russ and i'm lauren russ you were just saying something about bear bangers and i forget what those are but i know they're never what i think they are it is <laughs> it's my favorite website and uh they've had a new uh only oh is it your favorite website <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, the bear bangers are back in season here in Vancouver, and they seem to get popular around Halloween because there are loud noises at Halloween time because a Vancouver thing is celebrating Halloween with fireworks. And this was outlawed exactly one year ago, and it didn't really affect anything because people still shot off fireworks for Halloween. But apparently there was less municipal damage secondary to fireworks this year so thank you city council i guess the purpose of a bear banger is uh, when you're out hiking and you encounter a bear it is a gun that makes a loud noise and sounds like a very large caliber firearm but without any projectile it just goes boom mm -hmm. and when you're strung out on drugs just the bestest thing in the whole world is to get hold of one of these and fire it off in the city for no reason. Sounds unfortunate. But by the way, if you're hearing any strange noises from me, the kittens and Minerva are running amok. They are everywhere. I'm watching them on the camera. There's that little calico one who seems very curious, and he's attacking the lamp now. It's definitely a female. Calicos are pretty much exclusively female. Well, there you go. I have learned another thing about kittens. Yeah. Well... Shall we read a poem? Ostensibly. All right. I am going to read Shadow Wash. I've never washed my shadow out in all the time I've had it. It was absolutely filthy, I supposed. And so today I peeled it off the wall where it was leaning and stuck it in the wash tub with the clothes. I put in soap and bleach and stuff. I let it soak for hours. I wrung it out and hung it out to dry. And whoever would have thunk that it would have gone and shrunk for now. It's so much littler than I. And there's a picture of a rather thin looking woman with a pointy nose and receding chin holding up a dark cloth-like thing with a hand that is wet and looking very disapproving at it. The reason I picked this poem for today is because I was looking outside and thinking about how we're entering the time of year where in the Pacific Northwest there are no shadows. Mm. Because yeah. it's generally cloudy and the light just bounces around from most of the direction. So you just don't have a shadow at any part of the day. Well, it doesn't work inside because the light's coming from one direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being preposterous. Yeah, you have to go outside, Russ. It works when you're outside. Why would I go outside? All my stuff is inside. Well, your shadow is inside, I guess. But also, you know, it reminds me of the scene in Peter Pan where Peter's shadow gets away and then he uh, it goes into the nursery with John and Wendy and whatever the little, little squirt's name. In the double act between Peter Pan and his shadow, who is the straight man and who is the foil? Oh. <laughs> 
wow, Russ, that's something I actually have never considered before. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose it's probably the shadow is the one that's more interested in what's going on with Wendy. Yeah, I would yeah I would categorize Peter as the straight man. I think. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, Peter tries to stick his shadow back on with soap, which, as we know, is only good for washing and not good for for sticking things. In fact, it is often used to keep help things not be sticky anymore. Uh, but wh- I, and I have a big question about this poem and the laundry person's doing. Why on earth would you try to use bleach on your shadow? Well, to to lighten it up a little bit. I mean. Do you want to do that to your shadow? Well, I don't, but maybe that person does. Well, if you're caring about the cleanliness of your shadow, I guess maybe you might think it needs lightening. But I would, if I if I thought I needed my like my shadow needed maintenance, I would want you know I wouldn't want it to be dirty, but I would also like it to be as dark as possible. And you know, d- things like dust can make something lighter rather than darker. This is true, but you should always trust your shadow to an authorized shadow dealer. Mm. And uh, th- that's where you'll get the best service because they know detachments. Uh, they know that Velcro is never a good substitute for soap. Mm. And, 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 and if you have small children, they can walk them through the process of getting used to their shadows. The shadow market. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube of like babies in like becoming cognizant of their shadows for the first time? No. And they always scream. Oh, oh my gosh. so good. Hmm. What I feel like half of our last episodes have been me showing you videos. Yeah, <laughs> I'm real. I'm real sleepy today. I don't really know why, but like last night I went to bed early with a headache, and I woke up tomorrow and I this morning, and I'm just like I'm really tired today. So That's I'm a, a little low sentence. energy. I went to sleep with a headache last night, and I woke up tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't even realize I had said That's that. That's good. I mean, that's the, there's unintentional <laughs> poetry there. <laughs> Well, you know, this is a poetry podcast. I'm so tired I slept until tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. Feels like a song lyric. I'm, well, I'm sure I'm, I'm probably, you could probably plug that into Google and something would come up. The ubiquity of shadows does contribute to their use in fiction and their use as subtly unnerving things. And... You talk about Peter Pan, the scenes where his where, where his shadow misbehaves, but then um, the same thing happens in like depictions of vampires, particularly Dracula, where his shadow doesn't match up quite right. Like it hmm. doesn't go off on its own and do things, but it just doesn't quite match. And it's such a good shorthand for labeling something as unnerving. Yeah, I guess the as long as you, the more subtle you make it, but make it like. Well, you still have to make it noticeable, the creepier it would be. Like, if it just happens to be that something, the shadow doesn't, it isn't obviously not in sync, but is, like, subtly not in sync, so that you just get creeped out that something is wrong, but it's hard to put your finger on it. About half a second behind. Yeah, yeah. Two of them. What? Bear bangers, two of them just went off. Oh, my gosh. I live in the west end of Vancouver, which is composed mostly of residential buildings. And there's a Facebook group called I Just Heard a Loud Bang in the West End. Because so many just community posts are, did everyone hear that? Right, right. Uh, we, on Nextdoor for the longest time, uh, people would be like, oh my god, I heard gunshots. And it would always be fireworks. But now since we've had such an uptick in shootings in Portland, it's often is gunshots now. The, and, and when you know the difference, you know the difference forever. 
yeah, I think I'm pretty good at knowing when something is fireworks, but I don't think I know gunshots from other types of explosions, like a car bike firing or a transformer shitting itself. I was thinking the book series that I'm reading right now, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. You are always reading it. I am. Well, it's long. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the, the one I'm on right now is 1,400 pages, and I'm on page 1,300 and change, so i got to finish that this weekend. But when one travels to the cognitive realm versus the physical realm, shadows point the wrong way. Oh, interesting. So 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 they're drawn towards the light. To, that they go towards the light rather than away. All right. And it's and it's so funny that no matter the fictional so- source, shadows are still used to communicate wrongness. Yeah. Well, that would be that you could have a maybe you could have a vampire that instead of having a shadow that was a half second behind, the shadow went the wrong way. That would be cool. Yeah. Little rest. Do you have a poem for today? I absolutely have a poem for today. I have. I'm doing Hector the Collector. Oh, I do like this one. Hector the Collector collected bits of string, collected dolls with broken heads and rusty bells that would not ring. Pieces out of picture puzzles, bent up nails and ice cream sticks, twists of wire, worn out tires, paper bags, and broken bricks. Old chipped vases, Half shoelaces, Gatlin guns that wouldn't shoot, leaky boats that wouldn't float, and stopped up horns that wouldn't toot. Butter knives that had no handles, copper keys that fit no locks, rings that were too small for fingers, dried up leaves, and patched up socks. Worn out belts that had no buckles, electric trains that had no tracks. Airplane models, broken bottles, three-legged chairs, and cups with cracks. Hector the Collector loved these things with all his soul, loved them more than shining diamonds, loved them more than glistening gold. Hector called to all the people, Come and share my treasure trunk. And all the silly, sightless people came and looked and called it junk. And the illustration is a treasure chest that is heaped to overflowing with uh, detritus and just found objects. And then in the corner of the page, you have Hector in a uh, crisscross applesauce position, bent over, apparently weeping. Hmm. Well, why did you pick this poem today? At a number of points in my life, I have had the pleasure of downsizing. And the idea of hoarding kind of reached its zenith long about, you know, 2009, 10, 11, somewhere in there. As far as like in popular culture, because that's when hoarders came on television. And that was also kind of the reality TV height, I think. And I did not know this, but Hoarders is still going on. They've just started their newest season, which is wild to me. And, you know, come and look at the cavalcade of mental illness, which is like, (laughs) it's an exploitative show to say the least. But it's interesting 
seeing the tendency in other people, no matter how small, whether it just be, oh, I think I need to keep that receipt. And it's like, no, you don't need to keep that receipt. Like, no one is ever going to come asking for that receipt. And um, it's funny to think of the other end of the spectrum, where instead of hoarding, can you have someone that compulsively doesn't want anything and, you know, took the minimalist lifestyle to the nth degree and now just throws out all things? I think I have met, I can think of one, at least one person like that. Mm. I remember in college, I had a friend who pretty much just owned like a few items of clothing, like a f- few items of bedding. And I think like the only thing on his bookshelf was like a pack of durian cookies. <laughs> uh, were they a keepsake? No, I mean, they didn't stay there for very long. There was usually nothing on his bookshelf. I had never... I guess really consciously considered it because there's a difference between collecting and hoarding, right? Mm -hmm. And really it's the intended purpose of the items because a collector, let's say you collect, I don't know, Star Wars figures. They are usually kept in some sort of system. Like maybe it's for... Display. Say you go into someone's house and it's like, do you want to see the my Star Wars collection room? And it's like floor to ceiling action figures, and you know there's shelves built for all their stormtrooper helmets, and there's lightsabers hung from the walls. And it's like, wow, you're super nerdy, and fifty percent of the world is going to be turned off by this. But I think it's really super cool, right? Versus hoarding, which has no system. It's just I'm going to acquire that thing, and then it's going somewhere. So I just, this is a bit off topic, and I'm going to get back on it, but I remember a prank my friend and I, I just remembered that my friend and I played a prank on this guy. Oh, uh, I want to hear this. One drunken afternoon. (laughs) I think one day while he was sleeping, my friend Ix inexplicably went in his room and put down a log and then just left. It was just a log. Kind of had some nice lichen growing on it. And that doesn't sound like a prank. That sounds like he left a log. No, my friend and I left a log in this guy's room. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, wouldn't he just put it outside? Yeah, but imagine how weird that is to just wake up and there's a log. (laughs) I got to be honest. I I think I would turn it into a stool. I mean, it wasn't that kind of log. (laughs) Well, then I just toss it out the window. I guess so. But like, it's still there's a random log. Inexplicable log. How much did it weigh? It was the kind, it was not heavy, so heavy that I couldn't carry it. However, it was around a good size for breaking up into firewood. See, I was thinking if you have a minimal, someone who is like staunchly minimalist, a good prank would be to go to an estate sale and buy just quite a lot of things and take all of his shelves and cover them in ceramic elephants or whatever you bought from the dead old lady. Yeah, but that would take some pre planning. Rather than just being drunk and being like, teehee, let's put a log in his room. We filled his house with balloons. Also, we were just trying to be weird. We weren't actually trying to give the poor person, like, (laughs) some some kind of breakdown. I am a fan of mental breakdowns in my pranks. (laughs) Okay, good to know. when it, and that's why I don't play pranks. April Fools, we burned your house down. (laughs) Have you ever known anyone with hoarding tendencies? You know, I'm a little bit, I think I'm a little bit of a hoarder. Uh, Mm. I tend to collect a lot of things that I have no use for. Uh, Actually, I was watching an episode of Hoarders with my friend. 
we were as we were watching it, there were things I would be like, no, don't throw that away. That's still useful. <laughs> so be, because podcasts are non-visual mediums, uh, my eyes just got extremely large. And uh, but my friend said, no, you're not a hoarder because you do collect things, but you also have no problem like purging. Like you're only a hoarder yeah. if you just collect and you never purge. Yeah, there's the, the how can you use the surfaces in your house? Is your living area navigable? That kind of thing. I mean, it's navigable. There's more crap in here than there should be. I have too many pillows just from looking around. <laughs> I mean, that well, now you... doesn't seem like a big deal, but really there are too many pillows. Well, now you've seen my apartment and it is Spartan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it's not a huge apartment and you don't have a lot of storage space, so... It would be a much bigger problem than it is with someone who has a house and a basement. I had an acquaintance when I back when I lived in Dallas who lived in... Uh, I've never lived in a big place. I usually live in apartments, and they're all on the order of 600 square feet, like not large places ever. And I had an acquaintance who lived in an apartment similarly sized to mine, about 600 square feet, but he definitely had hoarding tendencies. And there was one navigable path through this 600-square-foot apartment, and he had built a loft out of plywood so he could store more things overhead. That's interesting. It had the feeling of walking into a haunted house. Not like a haunted house in a movie, but like a haunted house that you might pay money to go to, in that it was so cramped and claustrophobic. Hmm. When and he we, never stopped acquiring. Like yeah. any time someone in the building was like, "Hey, I've got this free thing," he would take it. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Where are you putting this stuff? Yeah, uh, I definitely have some of the inability to. For me, I get very anxious about not about things being disposed of, but things not being disposed of in the way that I think is right. Mm. So, like, my friend came by and he was unloading some stuff, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take some of this to Goodwill," and. For me, I'm just like, I don't like Goodwill very much because they're a corporation. And I was just like, I had to like firmly tamp down the resisting the urge to be like, no, 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 don't do that. Leave them with me. I will take them to a homeless shelter. Mm. And I was like, also, there was like, I subscribe to this service called Ridwell because it takes some things that can't be recycled through the municipal recycling program and recycles it like a like clamshell number one plastic and plastic film for stuff like bags but also like they do clothing and shoes that if they can't be reused it gets turned into new fibers and such and so when i saw that he had all these he was going to throw away all these old shoes i was like oh i'll just put them in the my ridwell bag so i took on somebody else's garbage like i'm fully not expecting to keep it but i still took somebody else's garbage with the intention of disposing of it in a different way your anxieties and my anxieties would come together like two boats colliding at sea. We actually encountered this problem in Japan. I got real mad that you wouldn't sort your garbage and recycling properly. Well, eventually I did, kind of, with your assistance. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen this in action. I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. There are a very few objects that, like, I kind of consider so sentimental that I couldn't get rid of. But just about everything of mine is pretty disposable. And there's small knick-knacky things. Yeah, there's nothing I couldn't get rid of. I just care about it being gotten rid of in the right way, which is... 
think a little bordering on hoarding. Bordering on hoarding? Bordering on hoarding. Bordering on hoarding. Now the kitten has a noisy ball that it's playing with. It's a ball with a bell in it. I'm probably just going to leave these sounds in. Like, I think it's, uh, like, at this point, it's just become charming. I don't know what the kitten, I don't know how much of it is going to get picked up. I don't know. Well, these kittens are adopted. They have a person came oh, over to Oh, they have them. homes? Yeah, they have homes. They're going on oh, Monday, I think. Good for them. Do they have, and ha- did they come with names or? No, I named them after my sister's dead cat. <gasps> That's so cute. Yeah, they're Jeffrey and Fifi. Uh, Fifi was my sister's cat when she died. But the cat came to my sister as a foster cat named Jeffrey. And my sister decided it should be Fifi. Because she started calling Jeffrey Fifi anyway. So Hector the Collector seems kind of sad because he's so upset that nobody appreciates what he's, what he's all got together. Even as though... As a hoarder would. I know. But it makes me sad that he's sad. <laughs> I'm sad for this fictional character. I am sad for this fictional character. I am sad that, not, that he, nobody appreciates what he likes. What is the most impressive collection you've ever seen? One of my friends has a bunch of vintage Batman paraphernalia that's cool, but oh, that's it's not cool. like enormous and it's not it's I mean it's it's impressive in that like it's all you get there and you're like, "Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's also neat. Look at this too." But it's not like it's walls and walls and walls. It's like maybe a wall that's full of it and it's cool. I had an acquaintance briefly who collected um vintage gaming equipment mm-hmm. and so like from way back it's it's like here's your atari here's your nes here's your sega genesis and displayed these things and and had like a display for them and at any one time you could play any of them and so there were old games and things and it took up a room of his house that's pretty neat at a certain point something becomes a museum like there are yeah. a lot of people who operate museums out of their home and he easily could have. Yeah. Well, I dare say the well on Hector's run dry. Yeah, I am sleepy and slow today. Shall we leave the God listeners with something kittens. uplifting? The kitten just jumped into a box full of stuff because I am a bit of a hoarder. Hector the Collector. Hector the Collector.